Okay, let's get to the word tonight. Oh, look at that. Doesn't fit N-J-Y. <laughs> That's funny. Are you enjoying that? <laughs> you know, God is a sense of humour, really. <laughs> okay, the, the title is actually Enjoy, not Enjoy, Enjoy or Enyo, that cleaning product. <laughs> it's actually Enjoy. So I want to talk about enjoying you know god wants us to enjoy our lives there's enough stuff going on that will pull us down but he wants to lift us up he wants to enjoy um, our salvation he wants to enjoy this life that he's given to us usually when you talk about enjoying you say you know enjoy yourself enjoy your day uh, enjoy your holiday who needs a holiday <laughs> yeah Enjoy your meal, you know. There's many things we enjoy in our lives. Enjoy a good laugh. I don't know about you, but I enjoy a good laugh. Sometimes when you laugh so hard that you cry and your tummy, you get almost cramps in your tummy. I love that kind of a laugh. Happens every now and then. Um, enjoying the sunshine, but not too much of it, okay. Who enjoys sleeping? Yes, sleeping. <laughs> Music, you know, we enjoy oh, yes. music and singing, all these things in our lives that we really enjoy. And the Bible mentions enjoying, you know, I've talked about all these things, but the first mention of the Bible where it says enjoying is actually about the land. And when God's people were in sin and they were taken out of the land, he said, now the land is going to enjoy a Sabbath, a rest. From all the sin that was going on in there, I thought, wow, that's a really interesting thing. God sees things differently the way than we do. Um, but in the Bible, uh, there is mention of enjoyment. And sometimes we think of it in a certain way. So let's go to the Word of God and see um, where enjoying or enjoyment is mentioned. And one of the first mentions is in the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's Solomon, and he was supposed to be the wisest guy around. And he was looking for the meaning of life. And you know, we all kind of do that. Some spend their whole life doing it. Others spend a certain amount of time, and then when you find the Lord, you understand what the meaning of life is really all about. So Solomon was looking to understand the meaning of life, just like people are today. And he told himself, you know what, I think I'm just going to enjoy pleasures. I'm just going to enjoy myself. And that's what people do today. They just want to enjoy entertainment. They want excitement. They want pleasures. They want drinking and partying and all this kind of stuff, having fun, because they think that's enjoying life. And that's exactly what he did. He set out to do that. But you know, he said, you know, it's vanity. It's meaningless. It's kind of a waste of time. So then he started making more pursuits. Two seconds. It's all fuzzy up there. <laughs> Ta-da! Wow, amazing. Gosh, these are amazing, aren't they? Ecclesiastes chapter 2. These are new for me. But now I can see. Okay, nothing is better. This is what he says. He says, nothing's better. For a man, then he should eat and drink. And of course, all the men would agree with that. Eat and drink. <laughs> and that his soul, he's talking about people, not just men. That his soul should enjoy good in his labor. 
This also I saw was from the hand of God. So he's talking about enjoyment coming from your effort, from hard work. And you know what? People don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear if you work hard, <laughs> then you will enjoy the fruits of your labours. You know, I don't think lazy people really enjoy their lives. I think they have a problem with self-esteem and all kinds of issues because they are not diligent. He said your soul, your soul, not your body. Your body enjoys eating and drinking, yeah. But he said your soul, the inner man, who you are, your mind, your will, your emotions, will enjoy the good of your labor. You'll feel good about yourself. You'll feel good about yourself. And he said, this is from the hand of God. This is the way of the Lord, to work hard and to enjoy your rewards. And then he says this, for who can eat or who can have enjoyment more than I? Of course he could, I mean, he was a king. He is eating like a king and living like a king. And he said, I really enjoy it. I enjoy my life. And you know, we should enjoy our lives. Actually, in the book of Revelation, it says we are priests and kings. We are priests and kings, chapter one, through Jesus Christ. So God wants us to enjoy our lives, but to work for it and to know what it's like to feel good about yourself, okay? To have your soul intact when it comes to that. And then in verse 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 11, it says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. I love that passage. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. So he's saying eternity is real. It awaits us. But in the meantime, he says this, I know that nothing's better than for people to rejoice, or to enjoy, and to do good in their lives. And also that every man should eat and drink, here it is again, <laughs> and enjoy the good of all his labor. It's the gift of God. And you go, wow, they're talking about eating and drinking and enjoying your lives because of the labor that you've done because of your hard work, your effort that you put in, okay? You enjoy rewards because of your efforts. You're saying this is a gift of God. It's not punishment. <laughs> it's actually a gift of God. And this is mentioned five times. The joy or the enjoyment of eating and drinking because of your own efforts is in the book of Ecclesiastes. And it's like... That's one of the meanings of life. To be productive. To be productive. To make an impact. And then to enjoy it. There's another um, reference to enjoying too. In the book of Chronicles. And this is where King David is um, preparing things for the, the temple. The building of the temple for Solomon. He says, I know also my God that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And he's, he's speaking to the Lord, he's saying, God, I have willingly and generously given all this 
for the building of the house of the Lord. I've brought it to you. I've been willing. My heart is right before you. So he enjoyed giving to the Lord. He said, I know you're testing my heart and you have pleasure. In other words, God enjoys it when we're generous. God enjoys it when we are upright. And he's saying here, but I'm also enjoying myself. David says, now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. So he wasn't like some leaders who say, look at me, aren't I great? Look at what I've done. <laughs> He's saying, I've been willing to do it, but wow, Lord, look at all your people. I'm so happy. I'm enjoying watching them bless you. I'm enjoying watching their generosity. They're following in my footsteps, basically. That's a good leader. That's a good leader who loves God, who's a great example, who's generous, and then the people are following, doing the same thing. And he's saying, look at them. He's not saying, look at me. He's saying, look at them, and I'm looking at them. That's really special. That's special. And you know what? Oh, I won't share. There's another scripture later. So let's go to the New Testament. And this is Paul. What did Paul enjoy? Oh, he just loved serving God. <laughs> but he says this to the Romans, Whenever I journey to Spain, I shall come to you. For I hope to see you on my journey and be helped on my way there by you. If first I may enjoy your company for a while. So he wasn't just looking for them to help him. He wasn't looking for something. He was looking for them. He wanted to be with them. He said, I want to enjoy your company. And you know, there's people in our lives that we really enjoy their company. We enjoy their company. We just want to hang out with them. We just want to be with them. It might be your husband, a wife, it might be your best friend, it might be your mom, your dad, it might be your cousin, you know, it might be a, you just enjoy their company. You enjoy their presence. It's just like one of my favorite verses in um, Psalm 16, verse 11. It says, in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy in his company. Being with him is something that we just really long for. But Paul's saying, you know, I'm going on a trip, but I want to see you guys. Not just so you can help me, but I just want to be with you. <laughs> I just want to be with you. I love that. Because Paul was kind of a pretty tough guy, pretty staunch guy, but he had a big heart. Apparently he was a little guy, but he had a big heart. He loved people. He wanted their company. Let's have another look at a verse in the New Testament. This is Timothy. Listen to this. He says this, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty. Don't be proud. Nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Of course, this is all things that are, you know, <coughs> legal before God. <laughs> so he's saying basically, tell the rich folks, don't be proud. 
Don't be proud. And don't trust in your uncertain riches. Don't trust in what you've got, because that can just grow wings and fly away. You know, the stock market crashes, bam, it's all gone. Uncertain riches, he's saying, don't be proud because you've got it, and they don't. Don't be proud because you think you've made it yourself. I'm a self-made man or self-made person. No, don't be proud. And don't trust in those things because it can just be gone in the twinkling of an eye. But trust in God because ultimately he's the one who provided. He's the one who gave you the ability. He's the one who gave you those achievements and that success. He gave you those talents and gifts and the abilities. He gave you those opportunities. He richly blesses us with all things to enjoy. He wants us to enjoy our lives. Some people think that God is mean. And he's just saying, don't do this, don't do that. No. He's saying, I want you to enjoy the life I've given you. I want you to enjoy. Okay. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. Talk about someone who really could have enjoyed his life. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, remember, he was raised by Pharaoh's daughter. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. What did he choose? He had a life in the royal house. He had it good. He chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. He didn't want to enjoy all the delicacies and all the good life in the house of the ungodly. He would rather suffer tough times and affliction with the people of God. He would rather do that. Why? Because he didn't want to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Interesting. The passing pleasures of sin. He esteemed the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. The reward was the presence of God. The reward was a clear conscience. The reward was to be with the people of God, doing the will of God, no matter what happened. And you know, he went through some difficult times. He chose suffering rather than enjoying the passing pleasures of sin. The pleasure of sin passes and it passes very quickly it doesn't last it doesn't last it might feel good for a moment but it won't last because then the guilt and the shame and all the rest of it the consequences mount up so Moses made the right choice he made the right choice talking of choices sometimes we make choices and we need chastening for it <laughs> We need discipline from the Lord. In uh, Hebrews 12, it says this, Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present. That's so true. <laughs> but painful. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who've been trained by it. So there's things in our lives that we enjoy, and then... There's things in our life that we need that we may not enjoy. And one of them is the, dis the discipline or the chastening of the Lord. Does he chasten us because he doesn't love us? You know, sometimes when you get a spanking from, you 
can't say that now, can you? But if you had a spanking from you, I had plenty when I was a kid. Plenty. Okay. I'm not going to share this at the funeral, but I want to share it now. I just want to say it. My mum, my mum, when I was naughty, and I was really naughty, okay? When I, I was really, really naughty, and my mum, she would say, come here, like, come here, you're going to get a whack, okay? You're going to get a spanking. Come here, you're going to get a whack. And I would start running away, and she would say, <laughs> she would say this, she would say, you know what, you get twice as much when you come back. <laughs> and so then I'd stand there and take it. And then I'd say, you think I'm going to cry, don't you? <laughs> and then I ran around the corner and I'd cry. <laughs> Funny. Oh, funny, funny. I was very... Now the screen's gone off. I shouldn't have told that. The screen's gone off. Anyway. Gosh, I can't believe that. Okay. So, we don't enjoy being disciplined, but it trains us. Okay? It trains us and it brings forth good fruit. Brings forth much good fruit. Why does he do that to us and why did my mum do that to us? I mean, I turned out all right eventually. I turned out all right eventually. Um, in verse 5 it says this, My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. Don't hate it. Don't despise it. Okay? You will eventually appreciate it. Why? Don't be discouraged when you're rebuked by him. Why? For whom the Lord loves he chases. And that's why parents, when they were allowed to, back in the day, they disciplined their children in that manner because they loved us. They were setting boundaries, they were setting examples, and you know what? It helped us eventually stay on track or get back on track. And that's what God wants us to. Sometimes when we veer off a little bit, he's saying, uh-uh, 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 back, 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 and you go, oh, that's un uncomfortable. But we need it. We need it. Amen? Um, another thing that I want to share is from um, Third John. And this was saying, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. You know, he was discipling people. He was responsible for them. And then you're responsible for someone that, you know, they were like his spiritual children. And he said, I love it. I really enjoy it when I see you following the Lord. And it's the same for a pastor or someone in leadership or someone who is discipling someone. When you see them following the Lord, it's like, oh, wow, that is so awesome. It's a joy. It's a great joy. And then the last one I want to share is out of the book of Acts. And this was King David. He said, You have known, made known to me the ways of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy. That's from Psalm 16 again. It's reiterated in the book of Acts. In the presence of the Lord we find true enjoyment. It's not in things, it's not in stuff, it's not in people, it's in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your word tonight. Lord, we thank you for this life that you have given to us. 
that you have revealed yourself to us through Jesus, that you gave us the faith to say yes to your grace, to receive you as our Lord and as our Saviour. We thank you, Lord, that we can enjoy peace with God. We can enjoy a clear conscience. We can enjoy having uh, the name of Jesus over our lives. We can enjoy having security, knowing that our future is assured because of you. Lord, you want us to enjoy this life but you want us to enjoy responsible pleasures in moderation. Help us to have the wisdom to know what is of you and what is not of you, what is pleasing and what is harmful. Lord, we are blessed to be a blessing, not to keep things to ourselves and enjoy it selfishly, but for all those blessings that you have given to us, Lord, to share with others and enjoy seeing them enjoy the blessings as well. Lord, help us to not look at having blessings or having things, but being a blessing. And then we will truly enjoy our lives. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your awesome presence. Pray that you just lead us and guide us in the week ahead, whatever's we're facing, wherever we're traveling, whatever's going on in our lives. That you're the author and the finisher of our faith. That your mercies are new every morning. And great is your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. If anyone wants prayer, I want to pray with you. Goodbye, everyone online. Have an awesome week. God bless you.